Horror. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. I am Niall McGowan. And I am John Parker. Me and Niall are from Batman 89 podcast. Hello. And today, of course, we'll be taking a bite out of minute 34, which uh, starts with uh, Jeremy, jo- Jeremy Johnson. Jeremy Thompson. Thompson, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Thompson uh, telling everyone to remove the heads or destroy the brain. And uh, ends with uh, Ed destroying a copy of Blue Monday. Oh, <laughs> how dare he? Why, can, I, can I talk about something that has always bothered me about this movie? <gasps> what? If not now, <clears throat> when? I know. I know. This is, here, here it is. It's the one detail that has always bugged me. We get this insert shot after they get the idea of like, okay, we got we to gotta go fight these guys. We get this insert shot of them digging into the utensils drawer and pulling all of these items, the, all of these utensils out, like forks and spoons and knives. And mm. then we cut to the laundry basket and none of those things are in that laundry <laughs> basket. <laughs> my, my only thought on that is maybe, and I'm just thinking of this on the spot here, so you know, uh, bear with me. Maybe the gag is... You think they're getting the knives and forks, but they're actually getting the cutlery trays out. Because if you look, they're in little plastic <laughs> trays. So maybe they're they're throwing the knives and forks aside and going, I'll use this tray to batter them with. Yeah, yeah, because I want to use these again to yeah, uh, you know, to eat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's always it's always bugged me a little bit. Um, <laughs> if that's the case, I wish there was like a joke of of them just dumping like turning them over and taking the trays. Yeah, or yeah. Um, you'd, you'd think that would be if you were going for the gag. That's what you'd put in there. So may, maybe yeah. right. Or, or they could have ditched something like that. Maybe that was uh, originally the idea. I don't know. The actual selection of things that we see here is like it's it's weird because it's it's very relatable. It's like that is the kind of you know clutter and crap you would have about your house, <laughs> but it is just like the most pathetic bunch of stuff that they could potentially come up. <laughs> yeah, with. it's not even like big knives you'd use for like cutting like like preparing meals and chopping and cutting meat. It's literally right. just cutlery you would use to eat the dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's like two. There's, two, there's like some empty cans in there. Like yeah, two, <laughs> two jumbo pea cans. Just like yeah. What, what were they keeping them for anyway? Is this like the recycling you're throwing at them, or <laughs> I don't know, toaster? Um, I think it's everyone. I think everyone I know does have a broken toaster somewhere. <laughs> like it's just a thing. If you move into a house, you will find eventually there will be a broken toaster somewhere in that house. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I've had several uh, broken toasters. Nick, have you have you ever noticed that uh, that uh, Ed is is wearing a pair of uh, like high top Marty McFlys? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You know, Ed. It's it's weird. You know, you you remember like everything from the waist up. Uh huh. Like yeah, Ed. You know, he's he's got the I got wood shirt. He's got like some stubble. If you want to be really yeah. tactical, maybe you got like a watch on. 
But yeah, he's got like high top Nikes, it looks like. Uh, right. I, I never really realized he's technically wearing like a kind of like jorts. Yeah. Or like mm. cargo like, shorts. No, no, they're, they're, they're sweat shorts. Sweat shorts. Yeah, they're cut off sweatpants. What an awkward amount of leg to be left exposed. Uh-huh. <laughs> that did you well, no, but that was back then. But though. that was yeah, that was the style, right? Like Jinko jeans, you know? You remember yeah. Jinko jeans? Oh, Nick? I remember Jinko jeans. No. Yeah. They were cool. Oh my god, you don't remember Jinko jeans? Oh, Maybe if man. I saw them, I'd be like, oh those. Yeah. I had several pairs of Jinko jeans. Uh <laughs> In middle school and high school, uh, as embarrassing as that is to admit. Hey, um, I, I had some in the same style. They weren't actually Jinko, but they were the same style. And they were in, I, I had three pairs in different metallic colors. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like this weird thing where, like, I don't know, like guys wanted to wear shorts, but it, but like, it was weird to show any more than like a little bit of leg. Yeah. I, like, or it was like suddenly effeminate or something. I don't know. Like it was a weird, it was a weird homophobic like thing yeah. to be like, you know, like protecting your masculinity thing in the late nineties, early two thousands. Very strange. It couldn't That's be not... above the knee. Basically, was the yeah. rule, wasn't it? <laughs> right. But this right. is the thing that now. Now I can't imagine wearing shorts that that go that long. Like that it I mean you're basically like this is looks more weird because it looks like he's wearing capris. They're so big. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing too is like they were baggy without like hanging off of your butt. Like you could wear them around your waist but they would be baggy. Yeah, they kind of taper uh, in at the top, don't they if anything and then flare out. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. They, they kind of give everyone they kind of give everybody like Aladdin pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but yeah, these specifically that he's wearing, those are cut off sweatpants. Mm. Ooh, the, yeah, I'm also keen same, on that. It's the same kind of look that uh, it's still worn today. Have you ever see uh, Kevin Smith going about? Because he has his uniform, he always <laughs> wears his hockey jersey, but he always right. wears these three quarter length cut off jeans. And it looks terrible. Yeah. Like, but he's still like, shorts. Yeah, but he's yeah. really, really, nope, this is it. This is the look. It's like, shorts. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you do you, man. But that, that's his you brand. Well, imagine that he's comfortable. Yeah, he's he's comfortable. And it's not so, it, it's, it's more about, like, he's really self conscious about his weight. And so he's you wearing an know. outfit that he thinks is hiding his weight. And mm. it's like, no, we all know. And you always talk about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like you should just wear yeah. more confident clothes. I don't know. It's but. like it's like his weight, the fact that no one saw Zach and Miri in theaters. <laughs> yeah, oh. and that is cop. when he switched to hockey jerseys. That is the that is the moment <laughs> that pushed him over the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true because that's when he rediscovered hockey was in his depression. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us, really. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't know a lot about American sports and things. But the one that catches my eye is hockey. It looks it looks exciting. So yeah, you know, if it's I was definitely watch the one, most exciting like, sport. I would say. Yeah, stuff's uh, happening. I would almost that, that that hockey feels to me like such a such a Canadian thing more than an American thing. Yeah, yeah I well, it's think a North like, American thing. <laughs> North America, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Then there, yeah, there are like Chicago is a big hockey town because like we like our. We like our team that was on Cameron's jersey. Can't think and of your name right now. <laughs> Whoever they were. The, <laughs> the Red Wings? Yes. Um, thank you. And, uh, and they are, and you're close to, uh, Chicago's close to the border, so that would make sense. It is. Yeah. yeah. It, is. it all comes um, together. 
Right, right, right. Literally, um, that's what a border uh, is. So uh, I, I think I think the crowning <laughs> I think the crowning moment in this sequence is Sean's last little desperate chucking of the bin. Yes. Yeah. And that it just misses. <laughs> I just, I would have loved if that's the thing that finally takes them both down. Like, they're just like, yeah, I got them. Like, yeah. <laughs> with the laundry basket. <laughs> What's great is they they don't seem deterred at all when in the bin doesn't. Sean is like, okay, so what now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's coping quite well, considering. <laughs> yeah. And, and that toaster just before, when he throws that. Obviously, I know it's a prop toaster, but that, that looks painful bouncing off that guy's head. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's, That's gonna a be good a, shot. Well padded, isn't he? Like very, isn't all that like prosthetic? Oh, is he not that big? Oh no, I think I, that's oh, no, no, like, he is, he is. I, yeah, I, I remember seeing like making up footage where he was like he had padding or something. That was why they were able to throw it at him. Oh. Yeah, no, they definitely they definitely are wearing padding. Um, yeah, that that's also why sh- why Mary is walking at an angle like that is to hide mm-hmm. the padding. Like behind the jacket, you know. Mm. Um, Show business. Yeah. So she. So there's there's definitely some padding going on, but but he is. I mean, he is a big guy. I mean, it's not like makeup. Yeah. Oh, good. Because um, I thought it was pretty cool having like a, a larger zombie, because <laughs> normally they're small and skinny, and you know they've started yeah. rotting already. But this guy, he, he's a scary dude. Like he's. Well, that's one of the terrifying. that's one of the benefits of I think slow zombies is it it sort of widens your casting net. Mm. Like. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a an outbreak movie and like every zombie has to be able to run like a 4K every day while <laughs> shooting, like okay, well, but if they all have to do a shuffle, we can cast all kinds of people. We can cast like people that aren't shape, people that aren't shape, people. Yeah, with and that's short scarier legs, because with... anyone could become the zombie. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I've always wanted to do like if, if I ever did a zombie film, like I almost feel like I wouldn't want to focus on the stuff that's already been done, like the the horror of it all. Mm. I, like I'd almost want to make the zombies like literally just become sort of like zombie versions of whoever they were as people. And so you just have like zombies like just just walking toward work, like half assedly <laughs> dressed for work, oh, you know, kind of like, or, like or you have bodies. like the zombie jogger and they're like legit, like sort of dro- jogging, you know, mm. Um, mm. I don't yeah, know, yeah. because. Because yeah, I just I I do f- I I feel you, uh, Nick. Like the just the, the the idea of like all of them being sort of skinny. Like you get when you have the slow zombies, you get to the you get more variety. Um, and I would like to see more of of that side of everything, um, which is what I love so much about this. Like when we get crowd shots of zombies, like it is there's just all sorts of people in there. It's very yeah, eclectic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have like the. The, the actual, you know, little cameos of people, particularly towards the end, who are playing the zombies. Like, it's one of these things yeah. until I looked into the IMDb list, but it is like a real, oh, it's like a who's who of like, oh, it's like a bunch of like kind of well-known British actors. Yeah. It's like, you know, Michael Smiley and Chris Martin from Coldplay's right. in there. Oh, don't Well, Mike, Michael, <laughs> Michael Smiley is literally playing his character, the zombified character from uh, Spaced. Oh, is that oh. what that's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. He's playing tires. All oh, uh, right. Oh, yeah, my he's... favorite character from space. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dressed as tires as a zombie. It's yeah. Weird Even like, like, yeah, but again, like, you know, talk about like Jeremy Thompson and Vernon K. last minute, like Lauren Laverne, who's a big TV host. She's one of the zombies as well. It's like, oh, that's a nice. And she would have been very trendy yeah. in 2005. But I'm assuming you've talked yeah. about uh, like the guy playing hulking zombie, like uh, Mark Donovan. And like his his list of credits that would put 
William Hootkins the shame in terms of like. Oh, really? <laughs> do, do tell, please. We haven't actually talked about him really yet. Oh, oh, no, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But like the actual names of the characters are just like. Uh, oh. he, he's in uh, The World's End. There's someone called Big Ugly Bastard. And then he's in yeah. uh, the Les Miserables, like the, the more, most recent version of Les Mis as Portly oh. Customer. Which is a, a bit on the nose as well. That he's in uh, the excellent uh, in Bruges. Have you guys seen in Bruges? The oh yeah, of course. Yeah, in Bruges is great. But he's the um, you know the the overweight tourist trying to. He's literally called oh, overweight right. man. Yeah, exactly. But he's yeah the oh, one of like awesome. uh, you know Colin Farrell just like oh you don't want to go up there though. It's like load of steps and all that. It's a lot of these things. It's like Jesus, they're really just laying on to this guy about his weight. Like these these casting calls are like. Hey, we're just putting it out there, man. We're not going to sugarcoat this role for you or anything. <laughs> right. Although apparently he's also in uh, Do You Have a License to Save This Planet? Which was some sort of uh, Doctor Who spoof from the early 2000s starring Sylvester McCoy. So, uh, oh. Yeah. Radagast the Brown? Yeah. <laughs> playing the foot doctor. It looks it looks terrible. So I'm going to assume oh, yeah. that it probably is terrible. But. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Mm. Well, with regard um, to what we're seeing here, actually, I, I had one in, well, thing I thought of was um, the back of Sean's house here, it really fits his character so well because I know loads of people like this. I, I kind of am, to be honest. He's got like an old mattress just sat out there that's probably been waiting uh-huh. for months for him to take it to the dump. <laughs> There's like an old bike or something that he probably hasn't touched uh-huh. in years. Is that some kind of oven or old barbecue in the corner? He's just yeah. got a big pile of crap that he's like, oh, I'll sort that out. Don't worry. I'll do that next weekend. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> for, for years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I also, so uh, I really do love this moment with Ed throwing the first record um, <gasps> because he finds it. He finds the, uh, the electro record, um, hip hop bebop. Uh, he finds the record and is about to toss it. And as he's like tossing it, Without really paying attention to what Sean's saying, Sean is saying, "That's my. That's the second record I ever bought," which is exactly what he says to Pete as Pete's throwing it out the window in the first place. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so he just every time he says, "That's the second album I ever bought," somebody's throwing <laughs> this thing. And I just. I was very upset as well. I feel sorry for that record because that was a banging tune. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've just got that on loop at the moment. <laughs> Can you guys remember the second album you ever bought? <laughs> yes. Oh, Can you? oh, yeah. The second album I ever bought was the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. First, first album I ever bought was Space Jam. That was the oh. second. Oh, <laughs> my dad brought yeah. me that from America. So it seemed even more exotic. He's like, I've been oh, to America wow. and I've brought you this great gift of uh, the Space Jam soundtrack. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, man. And it opens with I Believe I Can Fly. That's a, that's a, wow. See, that's, that's just oh, magical. Yeah. But in a way, like the, because now there's like, what, upwards of 70 uh, movies by minutes podcast and for some reason because of the generational cycle people now have come along who are of adult age who think that space jam is like the greatest film ever made even though <laughs> it's really really not <laughs> how dare you yeah no it's <laughs> but one it's, of the weirdest movies ever yeah, made but i imagine there's probably gonna be a movies uh. by minute space jam at any point and i just like god help them because as i recall space jam has got like the the longest opening credits of any <laughs> film ever like it just. I remember thinking as a kid that it was. Oh, this is about Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's the it's thing, a movie the, about his life. I think that's maybe that's why I didn't like the film as much because I, it, you know, I was sold like, oh, it's a, it's a Looney Tunes film, and then yeah. the first like 
half hour is about this American athlete who wasn't really that big over here. So it was oh, just a lot of like, what, what the, I don't, I'm sure he was the baby who people who cared about sports, but I had a clue who Michael yeah, Jordan was. Yeah, I would debate that because he he is the only thing people probably still think of when they over here when they think of basketball. It's like, well, oh sure, yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. But, um, he imagine there. like imagine sitting down for like Space Jam Two and it's like 20 minutes of just the life and childhood of David Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Space Jam. This? Space Jam is a movie that thinks it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, but. It is. It is not that. Yeah. It is not that. <laughs> it's in that. It's somewhere between Rockadoodle and like Cool World. Yeah. Uh huh. But it's in that. I bit. actually liked Cool World. I know Niall, you hated it. But we were very <laughs> drunk when we watched it, and I thought, "Yeah, this is pretty good." <laughs> um. What would your What's the second album you ever bought, Nick? You remember? Uh, I think it was the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone soundtrack. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Classy. first album I ever. Yeah, the first album I ever bought was uh, Astro Lounge by Smash Mouth, the one with All Star on it. <laughs> oh, had to be, had to be. Beautiful. Have you I been don't there? know what second one I bought. I mean, my first one was Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 2. Mm. Because wow. my sister had one. <laughs> so it was like, well, you can't buy one. I've got that. You can just borrow the tape. Uh, so you go get two. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> that's still one of my favorite, really, really subtle Arrested Development jokes. Of when uh, Job's working with Tony Wonder, the other magician, he's talking about this. Like I'm going to put on this this you know film a new video. And it's called Use Your Illusion. And then like later <laughs> on, he's just like, oh, so what? What are we? You know, Job's saying to him like, when are we going to meet up to do Use Your Illusion? He's like, oh, I found out like some band has the name Use Your Illusion, so I'm thinking of calling it I don't know Use Your Illusion Two. And it just sort of leaves it at that. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a really subtle joke. It's like, that's, that's why this show is so good. It's just, uh. that's a real, real slight little thing. And then it's just forgotten about again. <laughs> <laughs> two two uh, shout outs to Arrested Development in two episodes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. We so they, they find out that the records, quotation marks, work. Mm. Yeah. All right, yeah. I was this, ask that, this. Uh, come on. That's. <laughs> Tenuous at best. Come on. That's, How much damage it, is that doing? Really? No, it's stuck in his cheek. Like, that's <laughs> not. It, it's not going to destroy the brain or cut off their head. Like, it's not. <laughs> Record vinyl records are not. I don't care how sharp you make them; they're not going to make it through bone. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I understand there are there are probably a fair amount of listeners who may have never like you know held a vinyl record in their hand and i'm not saying that like in a shitty mark maron way but you know just maybe you've never <laughs> held a record before they're very light and very flimsy mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely like, you can bend it's very easy to like bend them if you're not like you know if you're a little that's why you don't really want like little kids holding them mm-hmm. oh god they're so they easy to very, break as well yeah yeah, yeah. so very easy to bend and break a lot of so many dads have Broken so many records <laughs> in front of like sons or daughters. Now, don't don't get me wrong though. If if that went in my face, I would be going down, right? But I'm not oh, a yeah. zombie. There's a, there's a slight difference. Right. This is not a man anymore. You literally right. have to have to destroy the brain. Mm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, I this that's not working. I that's <laughs> this. I love this. I love this record joke. Like I love this scene. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah, but it is ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's that they think that this is remotely a good idea is just so absurd. Mm. Uh, Scott, I did some homework on Blue Monday. If you'd like to hear it, yeah, I'd love to hear about Blue Monday. 
So uh, the original printing record that uh, that Ed throws is Blue Monday, which was a 12-inch single released by English rock band New Order on March 7th, 1983, and it is uh, it was released as a uh, as, as a single that was meant like to mimic like a five and a quarter inch floppy disk. Mm. Uh, and oh. The front cover features no words, but instead has code in the form of colored blocks that read out the artist, song, and label information once you decipher the code. Mm. Ah. And uh, so in addition to being a really cool piece of like pop, you know, uh, art memorabilia, you know, work was put into how it like came out and press. It was actually credited with uh, sort of breaking synth pop into the mainstream in Britain. Yeah. It was it was kind of like the the bridge between like disco and synth pop. Mm. Oh. I think it was a, oh, yeah, it's a classic. I think I, I don't know if it still is, but it was like the biggest selling 12-inch record of all time. It probably still is cuz you wouldn't I don't know if they measure them by 12-inch anymore, so I guess <laughs> that record would sure. still stand. But um wow. this is it's actually got a classic uh, as as we are wont to do on Bad Minute 89 where we just have tenuous connections to everything and go, hey, everything's connected. <laughs> because, um, you know, uh, the band New Order were the band that, you know, evolved from Joy Division after Ian Curtis, right. you, know, tra- you know, tragically took his own life. But there's a terrific film made a couple of years before uh, Shaun of the Dead called uh, 24, hour, uh, 24 Hour Party People. And it's ah. uh, it's about the history of Factory Records, which is... The you know the company that's uh, signed Joy Division and you know was there through New Order and they went on to you know house the Happy Mondays and all this stuff. But uh, within that film, like that's a real who's who of British comedy because Simon Pegg has a very small part in it. Uh, it's got Paddy Considine, Steve Coogan, Rob Brydon, all people who would end up working with. You know, Edgar Wright and some... Edgar Wright, Holy yeah. crap, I've I gotta track this honest. movie down. Yeah. It's also got as uh, Bernard Sumner, one well, of the main guys in New Order, is John Sim. Who's obviously, you know Scott as the master from Doctor Who. Of course. Yeah, and... Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. And I know from Life on Mars. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. But the 24-hour party people, it's like it's a, it's a real sort of... It's a kind of forgotten gem, but it, it's it's terrific, terrific film. Because it's very, very... Uh, so not it's made made with a lot of affection and a lot of involvement by the people who were there, but it portrays them all as you know they've <laughs> not been the nicest people and stuff. And like Steve Coogan plays Tony Wilson, who was the guy that he was the head of Factory Record, Records, and it's very everyone hates him in the film. He comes off like an asshole, but apparently Tony Wilson in real life was just like that anyway, and he took it all very <laughs> flippantly. So it's a, it's a kind of a weird humor to it, and it's all very fourth wall breaking. Like it'll have, you know, it'll literally turn in, um, you know, something will happen on camera and then, you know, Steve Coogan's Tony Wilson will turn and say like, this didn't actually happen, but you know, uh, it's better for the film that we say that it did. So here's the scene. Wait, wait, wait. Oh my God. Is this what, is this what, uh, what was that movie that came out last year, Nick? Um, the one about the housing crisis. The big short? Yeah, yeah, the Big Short. Did they? Did that? I guess Big Short just like ripped that off from this movie then, because they do the same thing in that. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same kind of thing of like, yeah, we're <laughs> relaying factual information through a narrator who's just flat out telling you, like, oh, well, this this didn't happen that way, and all this did, and you know, nice little asides and all. You know, it's 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 a great film. Like, it's it's really and it's it's really going from like the, 
it, you know, it starts off with the Sex Pistols' first ever gig because it was you yes. know, they, they were the one that inspired Tony Wilson then to found Factory Records, and you get the whole story of Joy Division in there, and it evolves into New Order. But this is all in the background to the greater story, and it's 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 a terrific piece of work, and it is like every person in it as well. If you know like uh, English comedy, you'll be like, oh, I know who that is, I know who that is, I know who that is. Andy Circus is in it. Wow, he's a, one of the. It was the first film I ever saw Andy Circus in. Like saw him. Like I was like at the, it was around like two thousand and two. So like you know uh, the two towers would have been out, and um, it was really like oh that's the guy who plays Gollum. There he is. That's what he looks like. Except now you see freaking Andy Circus in everything, and then you don't see him in other things. He seems to do every CGI character that's going. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I oh, highly highly All recommend right. you check it out. I am going to I'm going to track this movie down because I want to watch it. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yes, very highly regarded here. Yeah. Um, I actually, though, I am one of the only people who's never seen it. <laughs> oh. I know. So I, I feel ashamed. Uh, Niall keeps telling me to watch it like every five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of these things that like, if anyone's going to love this film, it'll be you. <laughs> I don't know what, what's keeping you. <laughs> ah, I'll do it tomorrow. It's fine. I'm like Sean. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, although, well, with Blue Monday, um, what, one interesting thing I, I've always thought is... Like, because of the the packaging, the unique packaging and whatnot, it cost them so much, Factory Records, to, to make it that they lost money on each copy they sold. <laughs> and then wow. Ed's just gone and smashed it to pieces <laughs> for, for nothing. Uh, original pressing, you just throw, it just goes against, it just breaks, shatters against the side yeah. of the house. Yeah. Well, original, I say, yeah. and it's the original version because they re-released the song a couple of times. They'd update it. Like, they did one in 80... I want to say 86, but it might be 89. 86, I'm going to say. They did another one. They like updated some of the sound effects. And th- and it's not as good. It's mm. rubbish. This is the proper one. This is the good one. Don't trash it. That's, that's what I'm trying <laughs> to think, though. Because this is the implication here that Sean is a bit of a like an audiophile. That he's he's got this collection. Because mm. I was trying to think of, like, you know, Blue, Mo- Blue Monday was released in 83. Sean's 29 in 2005. So he would have been seven when this came out. And it's like yeah, so. I'm, I was the same. No, I mean, like, is yeah. it this thing? Because he's kept the second record that he ever bought. But you think that has he that uh, he buy it at the time, or is he like is he like a, a, a vinyl collector? Do you think he's gone out and sought out these records, or is it just a, he's just accumulated these over the years as he bought them when they came out? I I, I would guess. I mean, I think it's a, it's an old enough record, right? I, he probably had to have tracked it down. I imagine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He does have, he, as you say, yeah. he's like an audiophile. He. He's got a collection. He's got all different types of musical taste as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And in and in the house, like he's they've got that bookshelf that's just completely lined with vinyl. Yeah. So this mm. isn't even all the vinyl. This is just like the vinyl that he would have taken to a gig or something. Yeah. Mm. I think this was considering has that shelf. You'd think he would have taken some of this because this seems like this is like it's in a special box. Yeah, this is stuff that right. you don't want to mess around with. This stuff, take the crap that's on the thing, you know, on the on the shelf. Yeah. And there's no time, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you want, you can go on to duelinggenre.com and check out all of the stuff that we have going on. We have so many shows, so many minutes by movies podcasts. Uh, we have a really great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt that I was made aware of personally yesterday, and I, I can't get over it. How <laughs> how cool it is! It's a Bossa Nova shirt. But Bossa Nova looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like logo, oh, uh, yes. and that's from TMNT Minute. So yeah, so go on to DuelingGenre.com, find your new favorite podcast today. But in the meantime, 
Let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow up.